Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. As Christians, we've often heard about how important prayer is. Pope Francis himself says, the soul needs prayer like the body needs oxygen. I love that line. It's so true, right? You know, we need spiritual breathing in our daily lives. We need to breathe in the life of God, the word of God into our souls so that we have more to give God and and live in union with him. But we also have more to give to our spouse, our children, our friends. And we really need prayer, right? And and we get this. We know prayer is important. We, We want to spend time in prayer. But do you ever find it hard to fit it in? Do you find it hard in in your busy life to fit daily prayer in? Do you find it hard to be consistent in prayer? You know, in the pressures of modern day living, it it, it can be really tricky to to try to get prayer time in with God every day. You know, your kid needs you right now and there's pressures at work or there's demands at home and there's seasons of life we might go through where we have a new baby or we have a new job or we have a new boss or we have a new project in the office and or we move to a new city and and we're just overwhelmed with life. We're exhausted. We're just stretched. How do you make prayer work in the pressures of daily life and the ebbs and flows and ups and downs of life? How do you make prayer work in the busyness of modern day life? That's what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri, and today I'm recording in a remote location. I am in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, Why am I here? Well, Focus is doing a a gathering we have at the end of the school year every year for the missionaries in Focus who are are leaving staff and they're moving on to the next thing God's calling them to in life. And we have about 200 missionaries coming here for this. It's like a a week-long retreat, kind of like a a graduation, a spiritual boot camp to get them ready to whatever God may be calling them to next, whether it's marriage vocation or religious life or going on to graduate school or working a, a secular job, whatever it might be. And it's interesting. You know, I don't know how much you know about what a focus missionary does. You know, they work on college campuses doing the work of evangelization, small group, discipleship ministry, and uh, they fundraise their own salaries. And they're working as missionaries in one of the hardest places. You know, I, I think of missionaries going to, to jungles, you know, and, uh, and, and to, to crazy places, you know, in traditional times. But today, our modern day jungles are maybe college campuses. A lot of craziness happens there. And they're doing this amazing work of evangelization. But did you know how much their work is rooted in prayer? Every day they, they go to mass, daily mass. But not just that, they also pray a daily holy hour, every day Eucharistic adoration for one hour. And we, we've set this up this way because all of our work of evangelization, all of the work we do in mission has to flow from our interior life. It has to be Jesus working through us. So they do daily mass. They have a holy hour as a team uh, each day. They pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Many of them pray the rosary every day. Many times they just gather together as a team and just pour out an intercessory prayer, praying for conversions on campus, praying that students will be freed from from addiction, freed from from sexual sin, whatever it is. You know, they, they're they're pouring out their hearts. They're they're constantly praying, and this is just part of their culture, just part of their daily routine, their ordinary schedule. But these men and women that are here, leaving focus, moving on to the next step in life, they're going to go through a big transition. They're going to go to a graduate school where 
most graduate schools probably aren't going to have time for prayer for them <laughs> uh, set up, or they're going to take a big corporate job, you know, or go off to law school or something. And again, they, there's not going to be a culture and a schedule for prayer. And they're going to find themselves busy in new ways, but without prayer as part of the normal routine, what will they do? Well, the advice I'm sharing with them this week, I think is applicable to all of us Christians living in the modern world. How do we fit the time with God in prayer in the midst of our very busy lives? Our busy lives at home, family life is just busy and overwhelming. And, you know, there's so many demands on the home front. How do I fit prayer in when I'm raising kids and I'm, I'm taking them to their lessons, taking them to practices and helping them with with their schooling? And how do I fit prayer time in for my life when I've got so much to do just on the home front? And then there's all the other things going on in life and, you know, with my work and my career, how, how do I fit prayer time in? I want, I want to give you this advice. Two key words, flexible and faithful. Those are the two key words I want you to take away. Be flexible, realizing that your prayer life may change and it may have to adapt and what it looks like might not be the same like it looked before and how you're praying right now might not be how it looks a year from now. We have to be very flexible in how we pray, where we pray, when we pray, because the demands of life may call us to adapt, to adjust. But at the same time, what's the other key word? Be faithful. Be faithful. We, we have to be faithful to daily prayer. If we want to really be true Christian disciples, if we want to give the best of ourselves to God and, and I just want to be a good husband, I, I need to pray. I, I need, I need the, the life of the Spirit growing in me. And that can only happen through a daily prayer life so I can be the kind of husband Beth needs me to be or the, the father my children need me to be, the friend, the colleague that, that I need to be for other people. I, I need a daily prayer life. So be flexible and be faithful. Let's just talk about flexibility here for a moment. So yeah, I, I think about my own life and how my prayer life has changed in the kinds of ways I pray, the methods that I've used in just different seasons of my life. And But most of all, I think it's it's changed in the ways I I fit prayer in. You know, just again, different seasons. I, I, I often tell the story of many years ago, we were expecting our fourth child. And it was a time when we had just moved. We moved from Kansas, where I had been teaching at Benedictine College for many years. And we moved to, to Denver, Colorado, where I began to teach at the Augustine Institute. And, uh, and that, big, that was a big move from Kansas to Denver. And we're leaving a lot of friends behind in, in Kansas. And we're meeting new people in Colorado. So a lot of transition with just the move. And then I'm taking on a new job and I'm teaching new classes that I hadn't taught before. And there's the pressure of getting ready for that. And then there was a new baby that came right in the midst of all this. So uh, some of the three biggest stresses in life, a new job, a new city, uh, and a new baby, we, we, we put them all together in about six weeks. <laughs> so I remember, you know, we, we had our child and then this particular child had a lot of severe allergies in his first several months of life. And he's scratching his face and crying and waking up at all hours. And we didn't know what to do. And we're just completely exhausted. And I'm starting my job and all this. It's just, it was just a real stressful time. And I remember not being able to get to the chapel like I used to. You know, when I lived in Kansas, I lived just five blocks from where my work was, 
five blocks from where there was a church that was open at all hours uh, and they had Eucharistic adoration. So I could get up really early in the morning and go pray and then come home and pick up my wife and my kids. And when we go to an eight, eight o'clock mass and, and then we do family mass together and then I'd go off to work and it was just like a beautiful little routine of prayer. And then many times at night after the kids went down and Beth went down, I could go back to the adoration chapel if I wanted to. And it was just a beautiful routine we had for our family life. So you can imagine what a shock it was for me to move to Denver, Colorado, this big city. And we didn't live close to a church, nothing that was walking distance. And uh, in even the church that we had at, at, at the time when we moved, it didn't have an adoration chapel. It wasn't open at all hours. And it, the mass time didn't fit in with my work schedule. And I couldn't get to daily mass as often as I had had in, when I lived in Kansas. I wasn't able to get daily prayer in, in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I was having to pray at home. And it was just, a, I remember just thinking, oh my, I wonder if my spiritual life is going backwards now. Uh, and I was worried about this. And I can remember the, as I'm waking up with the baby, you know, at, at all hours of the night, it could be like four in the morning and I would be downstairs holding the baby, pacing back and forth in my living room by the fireplace, just trying to keep the baby quiet. So the baby didn't wake up the other kids or didn't wake up Beth. And, and, and I remember pacing back and forth and I had the baby in my left hand and the imitation of Christ, uh, Thomas Akempis's famous spiritual classical work in my right hand. And I was just figuring this is the only time I'm going to get to pray. It's four 30 here in the morning. And my, I, I'm going to be having help Beth and the kids and then go off to work. And this is the only time I'm going to get a prayer time in. And I'm pacing back and forth in my living room, baby in one hand, read a line from Thomas Akempis's Imitation of Christ and meditate on it as the baby's crying. And I'm meditating on this line from scripture and I'm pacing back and forth for 45 minutes, trying to get some kind of prayer time in. But it's, it's, I'm a little distracted and it's just, it's certainly not like, uh, I'm not, I wasn't in Kansas anymore, let's say. And I remember talking to my spiritual director about this. And saying, did I make the right decision to come to Denver? I wonder because my spiritual life is just regressing. It's going backwards. I'm just pacing back and forth and barely able to, to get this prayer. And I, I, I read a little line. I talk about it with God, but I'm distracted. And I, I, I just, I, I can't get a holy hour in like I used to. And my spiritual director said to me these words I'll never forget. Ted, you're doing your holy hour. You are doing your holy hour because you're living your vocation. Your vocation is to be a husband. It's to be a father. And you're taking care of this child. You're taking care of your wife so that she can get some sleep. And you're trying to fit your prayer time in. And, and yeah, it doesn't look like it did in Kansas, but you're doing it. You really are trying to pray you're doing the best you can. You're really, you know, you are talking to God, you're listening to him, and it, but it doesn't look the same. And this might be just a season for these months, you know, maybe half a year. Eventually it'll sort itself out. And that was so encouraging because I was really feeling discouraged about my spiritual life, but my spiritual director was very wise and it encouraged me to realize I, I need to be flexible I'm still fighting to pray. I think that was the key thing that my spirit director highlighted, though, is that I really was trying to be faithful. I was still trying to fit prayer in. It wasn't like, oh, life is busy. It's too hard right now. We just had a baby. We just had a move. Uh, so I, I don't need to pray. No, 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 no. My spiritual director did not let me off the hook on prayer. My spiritual director really pushed me and kept encouraging me. No, no, keep doing this. 
It's hard. But if the only time you get in is 4.30 in the morning while you're holding your baby, that's fine. The only time you can get it in is late at night when you're holding a baby, that's fine. But, but you're fighting for it. You're fighting to prioritize and make the time. So that's why I think these two words are key. Be flexible. It may not look really pretty like in a beautiful adoration chapel and great lofty contemplative thoughts. Be flexible, but be faithful every day. You want to make sure you're trying to get that prayer time in. You know, my wife often talks to young moms to encourage them that again, their prayer life is not going to look the same. You know, so take, for example, a focused missionary. They were doing holy hour every day, you know, really amazing prayer life. Then they get married and have a baby and whoa, they can't get to the chapel and it's harder. And, uh, and my wife encourages them saying, look, it's okay. You may not get to the chapel as much as you used to. You might have to pray when you're nursing the baby and you're in a rocking chair for 20 minutes or so and you get your prayer time and that that's fine. You know, maybe you're praying when the baby's sleeping. Uh, that, that's fine too. Uh, it, it, it's great if your husband can watch the baby and then you get to some time in prayer. Uh, you can go to a chapel maybe a couple times a week and your husband watches the child. That's awesome. But that may not be realistic all the time. You know, I my wife will often talk about how, you know, sometimes she, you know, when she was raising the little ones, she would be maybe getting five minutes in when the kids were quiet and playing on their own for a little bit. She could just go, okay, I'm going to get five minutes of prayer in. And then later in the day when the kids were having a snack, she can, okay, they're, they're contained and she would sneak away for another five or seven minutes and get a little prayer time in. Uh, and then maybe during nap time, she got another 10 minutes in. So it wasn't this beautiful, like strung out, you know, time of, you know, a holy hour, but it was little pockets when she could get, squeeze it in. You know, she's picking up a kid in a music lesson. She gets her a little early. She can get a little prayer time in, or she, she's picking up a kid at soccer or, you know, at, at, at halftime or whatever. You know, she would just kind of just find little pockets. And and I, I love it because again, what, what is she doing? She's being flexible. It's not as pretty as it used to be, or, you know, in the season of life right now, we're a little pinched. So we're flexible in what it looks like, but we're never breaking from daily prayer. We're never saying, oh, it's just too hard. I can't pray. That's dangerous. I think, I think that's when we feel overwhelmed is when we need God the most. When, when we feel like so stretched, that's when we need to lean on God more. St. Mother Teresa, when her organization, her, her organization, sorry, her, her, her missionary uh, sisters, her religious order was expanding around the world. It started in Calcutta and spread around India, but when it started expanding around the world and she just felt the demands and the pressures, you know, so many demands on her time. What did Mother Teresa do? Did she go, wow, well, for the sake of the mission, you know, I need to, I'm, I'm going to cut back on prayer. So instead of doing, you know, an hour of day, we'll just do 30 minutes. It's still really good, but you know, we, we have to serve the mission. That's not what she did. No, when, when she had more demands on her time, felt more overwhelmed as bishops around the world were calling on her to go serve the poorest of the poor. You know what she did? She started doing an extra holy hour for all the sisters, two holy hours. <laughs> it's so counterintuitive to the way the modern world thinks like, oh, I need more time over there. So I'll spend less time over here. That's not what Mother Teresa did. She looked at things with a supernatural perspective and she saw that the most important thing to do when we feel overwhelmed, when we feel like we don't have enough to give, when we feel stretched with our time, the most important thing we want to do in those moments is spend more time in prayer. Now, again, be flexible in your state of life, in what's going on in different seasons, but be faithful. I want to give a couple examples of this. You know, uh, my wife has heard, had many priests tell her this in the confessional over the years. Um, and, and these priests, I'm sure, have really good intentions 
maybe you've heard a priest say something like this. They'll say to a mom, like the mom saying, oh, I can't get prayer time in. And the priest will say something like, oh, no, don't worry. You don't have to pray. Your child is your prayer. And my wife always says, no, Father, that's not true. Yes, it, 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 on a certain sense, it's true, right? I, I do encounter Jesus by serving this child, and it, is, it, it can be very prayerful. But, but that is not an excuse for breaking from prayer. I still need to pray. So being faithful every day to having that interior life is crucial. I'm going to be flexible in how I implement it, but I've got to be faithful. I'll give an example. This is more from my life. You know, when we go on vacation or, you know, we're traveling as a family, I can't take a vacation from prayer. I can't. No, I need prayer, especially on vacation. Vacation with family can be stressful many times, right? You know, you're trying to get the kids ready and they got to get up and they got to keep the room. Don't jump around and make too much noise. It can, you know, it can be stressful sometimes on vacation. That's more reason I need to pray. Now, my prayer life isn't going to look like it does when I'm at home and I go to my nice little adoration chapel in the morning or the focus chapel at the focus office. You know, it may not look that way. We're, we're driving, you know, hours and hours and hours and we find some motel and it's 1030 at night. And I'm just getting them to bed, but I've got to find that time to pray still. So sometimes my wife and I, if the kids are napping, we'll, we'll pray in the car together. You know, like she'll read something from Magnificat and, and we'll use the drive time for prayer. And again, it's not as peaceful or as relaxing. I'm, I'm probably not as concentrated. I've actually had some beautiful times driving and praying, you know, but, but many times I, I know it's not as good, but I don't want to keep my ideal of prayer, you know, preventing me from getting some kind of prayer in. So we're flexible in what it looks like, but we're faithful. Well, let's, let's get this in. I know something I've done in, in my life when we travel on vacation is also just, you know, I put the kids down. It's late at night. It's 11 o'clock. Beth goes to sleep. And the only time I can get prayer in is, you know, I'll, I'll go to the bathroom and turn on the lights in the bathroom and I'll sit on the bathroom floor and I'll do my, my prayer time in then so I can get quiet time prayer. The kids are sleeping. I'm not waking them up with lots of lights, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, you know, I, I try to give Beth some time to pray, you know, and, and so that she gets some time during the day and then I can do it late at night. Something like that. I mean, we, we try to be really creative and how do we make sure we get the daily prayer time in, even when we're out of our normal routine uh, and out of, and, and we're on vacation. I know when I travel a lot for times for my work, many times I like to get to the chapel before I go to the airport, but sometimes I just have an early flight and, and I'm, I'm not going to make it there. So what do I do? I'll, I'll pray at the airport. Like I'll, if I'm at the gate, I'll go find a quiet place and, you know, look out the window and I'll try to do my morning prayer there, or I'll pray on the plane. <laughs> Just, you know, I pull my little meditation book out and I'll, you know, be sipping on some coffee on the plane and I'll do my morning, my morning prayer there. Again, we have to be flexible, especially us lay people in the midst of our vocation and our responsibilities, we have to be really patient with ourselves and know there's going to be different seasons of life and the setting and the way we pray may look different. We have to be flexible, but at the same time, we have to be faithful. We have to be faithful. Let me give one, one last word of advice. We want to be committed to daily prayer. Let's be faithful every day, no matter what, get it in. And even if you have to break it up, if you have to do it while you're driving, you know, you're going to be flexible with yourself, patient with yourself, but you need quiet time, not just saying prayers, not just doing devotions like the rosary, but that quiet meditation. You're talking to God, you're listening to him, you're doing Lexio Divina, 
We need that every day. But if something happens, do you ever have this where you go through a whole day and you realize, oh, I didn't get prayer time in. You know, that, that might happen. I, I can tell you this happened to me just a couple of weeks ago. I think I had a heart lesson with one, my daughter early in the morning and then I had an early meeting. So I, I didn't have my normal morning routine. And then the day was just packed with one meeting after another after another. And I had intended to pray at the end of the day before I drove home. And and I forgot and and I got home and it was like, you know, drive this kid here and then help my wife at this project here. And then it's late dinner and then we're putting kids down. It was like 11, 15 at night and I'm getting ready for bed. And I realized, oh, I didn't get my prayer time in. You know, there, there was a priest that gave me some advice if that happens. And you don't want to make this a habit. You know, but if it happens, you know, once a month or two and you just forget, I think God really appreciates that even if we make a mistake like that, that we just go to him and tell him we're sorry. And we try to give him a little bit. So I may not have gotten my full prayer time in, but I remember I just, I just went out for a little walk and, you know, I prayed a decade of the rosary. And then I just, I told the Lord, Lord, I, I wish I had spent more time with you today. And I'm sorry I didn't do that. So 11.15, I just went for a little walk, like around the block, you know, nothing big, five, 10 minutes, or I've done this before where I'll just step out like on my deck or just right in my room, you know, just right in my room and just fall on my knees and say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I wanted to pray. I give you my heart. I think if he sees our desire, he even sees that, you know, I, I wanted to be with you, you know, just like, you know, a lover, like missed, you know, getting, you know, the appointment with their, the one they love and, but they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I was supposed to be there. I'm running late. Like it expresses, I wanted to be with you. That's a, Even that's a beautiful gift that we can give to God. So many things to take away here. Again, just remember in different seasons of life, we have to be willing to adapt and be flexible, but let's always, always be faithful. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions you want to reach out to me you can find me on facebook twitter or instagram or you can always go to my website which is edwardsri.com that's edwardsri.com and please pray for those focused missionaries as they launch out into the world here uh, as they go into their transition time pray that they may be faithful but flexible in their prayer life god bless